0: Good morning. I guess this is good practice for me getting back in the saddle. I've been having teacher nightmares for a month. I always, in those nightmares, I have a bunch of kids. I don't know their names and there's no lesson plan. So, (laughs) three of the worst possible situations, all in one. Um, But... I'm glad you're with us this morning. And um, my text is Matthew 19 um, in the Pew Bible. It's page 1511, 1511, or it's in the centerfold of your bulletin. And it is uh, the parable, or not, uh, not a parable. It really happened. The story of the rich man who came to Jesus with a question. I'm starting with verse 16. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones, the man asked. And Jesus replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come follow me but when the young man heard this he went away sad for he had many possessions now normally when dave asked me to do a, to do a sermon um i have a good idea what i'm going to speak about and Fortunately, it always seems like God gives me a thought, and then I spend quite a bit of time ruminating about it. And when I sit down to type it, the words just flow. For this sermon today, I thought I would discuss grace. Because during the last year and a half, it seems like we all need to give each other a little more grace than normal. And then Diane Smith gave me a wonderful Max Lucado book, appropriately entitled, Grace, that is full of excellent thoughts about it. I recommend that book if you want to learn more about the topic. Um, And I thought that was a great idea and I was all set to dig into it, Grace. However, that was before school got out and um, I apologize to those people who have talked to me this summer, because my experience has deeply impacted me. So if you've spoken with me, you you know about my three weeks with my family in what I hope is a once in a lifetime experience. It was really a wish I didn't ever have to do this in the first place kind of experience. Because um, my mom is getting older and it's becoming more difficult for her to take care of the house. So my sister and brother-in-law offered to buy it and create a special suite for her so she could stay at home in the years to come. And we all thought it sounded like a perfect idea. Unfortunately, my sister, brother-in-law, and mother did not sit down together and discuss all of the minute details. My sister had asked me to help with the changeover because it was a lot um and she had been ill in May with covid and was trying to sell a house and and then so I went to try to help get my mom's house ready. Um But when I arrived on June 18th, it soon became very apparent to me that mom didn't really know why I was there. That my job was to sort up or to sort and box up the house. And later I realized that to my mother, it seemed that we were there to efficiently remove all her wonderful memories. Fifty-five years worth of living have occurred in that house and 55 years' worth of possessions have accumulated. Add to that the fact that my mother is a saver and very sentimental about the things that she saves, and you wind up with a monumental task. And it was a monumental, heart-wrenching, painful, absolutely difficult task. Um, It was not fun, but it was necessary. So I kept plugging away. And um, while I was back in my childhood home, because this is the house that I grew up in, my parents built it, and we moved into it brand new. Um, I went back with mom to the church that I grew up in, and um, one Sunday I was listening to their new pastor um, preach, and I thought he was doing a pretty good job. Um, the, and while he was preaching, he was talking about Jesus sending out the disciples. And wh- he mentioned a word, baggage. And um, that word <laughs> was something that just kind of really grabbed me. And it has left me pondering and considering my own life. Now, later on, I looked to prepare this sermon, I looked back on my notes from his sermon, and you know what? Um I don't think that the lesson that I learned was the main point of the sermon. But it was the message that God wanted me to hear. And through that message and the experience that I had packing up my mom's house, I came to realize that all of the stuff, and I'm going to use that word even though I tell my students it's a poor word choice because it's not very specific, um, but the stuff in our lives is actually baggage. And I could hear God ask me the question, is this stuff... That you fill your life with this baggage, more important than relationships. And during that time with my mom and my sister and my brother in law, you know, there was so much stuff, and we had to sort through stuff. But we had to remember that there were relationships there that needed preserving. And you know, the question that God asked me about, is the are the things of my life more important than relationships, is a question that um, we all need to consider, because we all carry around baggage with us. Your bags aren't necessarily filled with the same things as my bags, but it is there all the same. And through this experience, I thought about making my children pack up for me like I had to do for my mom, and that is not something I want them to experience. So when I came home, I started sorting through my own piles of possessions. My baggage, because we've lived in our house for over a year, and the basement still was filled with boxes, stacked and in the way. Um, I was definitely motivated to go through those. However, it's not an easy task because I, too, just like my mother, I not, not only look like her, but I am also a sentimental saver. Um, I think I've managed to get rid of quite a bit, <laughs> a couple carloads at least, probably not as much as my husband would like, but enough that my stuff now fits into our house a lot better. And I need to tell you to confess that I was in the dentist's office after I got back and two women were speaking and one of them said, oh yeah, my basement is so full of things. My daughter, after I'm gone, is going to have to deal with that. And she got up and walked away and the one still sitting started to talk to me and I said, I'm sorry, I heard that conversation. You cannot leave it for your children. I... I kind of butted in, but, you know, they were talking about it in front of me. Um, because, you know, why leave a burden for somebody else, okay? And for me, it's it's the the things, the possessions. But you know what? As I said, we all have baggage. For some of us, Your baggage might be like mine and it's material, it's physical. It could be cars, antiques, books, clothes, art, collections of all sorts. For others, the baggage is more subjective. How about a need to always be right? Or the desire to be in control That's kind of one of my baggage bags, too. And here's another one. Holding on to the hurt that was caused when someone wronged you, which seemed to be a theme this morning. Or maybe your baggage is fear and anxiety. The list is long, and I can't possibly name everything that can become baggage in our lives. And anyway, you don't need me to tell you what it is to give it a name. God's already probably been talking to you about it for a while. And you know what? If he hasn't yet, be assured that he will at some point. So I ask you to spend a moment thinking about your personal baggage and what God would have you do with it. In the Matthew text that I read earlier, the young man had many possessions. He had much baggage in his life. And it was at the center of his heart. That's why Jesus told him to get rid of it. Not just because he was rich. Not because rich people can't be Christians. That's not the case. It was because Jesus saw into that young man's heart and knew what was getting in the way of his relationships. So he asked the young man to let it go. And right now, I can, with certainty, tell you that Jesus wants you to unclench your fist around the handle of your baggage. I considered wheeling in a suitcase with a handle and giving a visual, but decided I didn't want to deal with that. Too much baggage. But Jesus wants you To be willing to relinquish it to him, whatever it is. He's asking, Is this baggage more important than your relationships with other people? Is it more important than your relationship with me? In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 22, God challenges us to let go. It says, Show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. It doesn't say hold tightly to your feelings or self-importance or the things of this world. It says hold tightly to God. Are you willing to do that? One thing I'm learning is that Even though giving up my baggage is difficult, because after all, I've worked and saved it up for many years, it's also very freeing. It gives a lightness of spirit when I get rid of it. And when I walked, left a house that was filled not just with all my mom's things, but also my brother-in-law and sister's things, so... Boxes and chaos everywhere. When I walked into my house that was um, less crowded and more orderly, it just, ah, I could breathe again. Felt good. So it does give you a lightness. And maybe that lightness is because my home and then more importantly, my soul are less crowded with the things in the world. And when they're less crowded, there's more room for Jesus. When I think about it, looking back, I decided that maybe this sermon topic is a little bit related to my original idea of grace because when we give up baggage, such as our need to be right all the time, or the feelings we're harboring because someone hurt us, we wind up showing grace to other people. I challenge you this morning to join me in letting go of your baggage. Loosen your grip on the handle of whatever it is that's more precious to you than your relationships with other people. That's more important than your relationship with Jesus. He's right there with you saying, here, let me take that for you. You don't need to hang on to it. It's too heavy. I'll have it. And you know what? If you do hand it over to him, you won't regret it. Further on in the chapter of Deuteronomy that I referenced earlier, verse 27 has a promise. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. So I'm asking you to please think about it don't hold on so tightly. Let it go and be blessed. Thank you.